BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a live edition of the Dogs Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for being here. The people who have been anxiously waiting in the comment section, we appreciate your guys' enthusiasm. Uh, it's a special day here. We just all survived tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> if you live anywhere and you know, if you live local Northeast Ohio, it's been kind of a crazy day. Tornado sirens going off all day. Uh, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it over here because my wife is petrified of tornadoes. <laughs> so I was like, this is, it was a little touch and go for a minute. Um, while we let the lobby fill up, I want to remind you guys, uh, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. We need intros. We need voicemails. Uh, that kind of stuff really helps spruce up the show uh today we're going to we're going to talk about the game last night a lot of good stuff some not so good stuff uh, a couple of injuries so we're going to jump into all of it uh make sure the comment section is going off we really want your guys's thoughts uh we'll talk about anything we see in the comment section that's interesting so make sure you guys keep that comment section flowing uh before we dive into it though remember you can find us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok obviously if you're watching right now on youtube and you haven't subscribed please do so make sure you have that notification bell tapped so you never miss a new episode uh you can also also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen to the show and you're commuting to work or something like that. Now, lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. Uh, fantasy leagues are filling up quickly. I think we got a few spots left. I said we were going to cut it off at 40, and I, I know we had at least one or two more people join. Yep. I mean, we'll cut it off at 40, and if there's like a huge push of enough people to do four 12-man leagues or even five ten. okay cool but, yeah but do not wait if you guys want to play fantasy do not wait yeah here's the thing is the cutoff is 40 and if by a miracle like if you're the 45th that we're not going to be able to do another league yeah you know what i mean so like it's you bet don't wait for for that 
if you want to get in, make sure you get in now. Be one of those 40 for a guaranteed spot. Uh, you also get access to the private Discord, which is awesome on game day. Uh, the two preseason games have been awesome. Pretty much every day is awesome in the Discord. Uh, you get an extra episode every week. Again, you get to play fantasy football with all of us. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you want more content, uh, you like hanging out with the dogs, you like hanging out with Browns fans from all over the world, join the dogs.com to become an official Dog Pack member. So I think we got a couple of voicemails, at least one we want to get into real quick to kick this thing off. Yeah, this is from one of our Dog Pack members, Andrew Jackson. Hey, guys, what's going on? This is Andrew Jackson here. Hey, we're in the middle of Hall of Fame weekend, but let's give our guys a little shout out. Give them their flowers. These guys, this guy's 7,000K as the subscribers on uh, YouTube and ever-growing Patreon and Discord. These guys are at the Hall of Fame game, the Enshrinement Dinner, and the enshrinement as media hey man our boys are growing like let's go these guys are not settling for anything less than amazing stuff right now so let's support our guys let's get this going for the season we got one game underneath our belt let's get the other ones let's go guys yeah i was gonna say you guys did a <laughs> recap on the last episode about our hall of fame weekend which yeah. if you haven't go back and watch that episode check it out we, it was an awesome weekend. It was crazy. It was really, really awesome. Crazy. And just huge shout out to Andrew Jackson for the kind words. Got me choked up over here. Yeah. <laughs> First time I ever got flowers. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I appreciate that. Andrew's one of the longest standing uh, dog pack members. He's been in there for three years now. <laughs> Probably close to yeah, I mean, however long we've had it. Yeah, yep. we haven't had it. You know, we didn't have it when we first started. We're going into our fourth season. And uh, pretty much as soon as we started it up, he joined and has been an active member ever since. So um, we appreciate you giving us our flowers. It was an awesome weekend. Mm-hmm. Like a, like Josh said, go back and watch that episode. We got to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, it's basically because people like you guys listen to the show. Absolutely. So uh, we appreciate all that. Um so I want to just kind of dive into last night's game. First of all, I see a very funny comment here by Rafter Irving. He says, somebody saved me a spot in a tiny house somewhere because I'm Kool-Aid drunk after last night. I'm putting my <laughs> house uh, on the Browns to win the division and make it to the AFC championship game. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the uh, confidence. I love the uh, I love the uh, belief. And I what I saw out of the first team offense and the first team yeah. defense last night, and it was a first team defense with no Shelby Harris, no Miles Garrett. Right. It was an offense with no Joel Batonio, no Nick Chubb, no Amari Cooper, and we still looked damn good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that first the that first drive by the offense and the two first drives by the defense were freaking awesome i i think if anything that's got to be like the biggest takeaway from the game it is i i thought the defense was incredible like nodes of the ball flying around not a lot of a ton of missed tackles i saw a few early on thornhill had thornhill had one early but that completely made up for it yeah i think the second one thornhill had some people were giving him flack for it was uh third and 30 I think he was the first guy to the ball. I, to me, it looked like he was going for a take, like trying to strip it. He knew this guy's not about to break this for another mm-hmm. 25. You know what I mean? Like, I got some some wiggle room here. Uh, it was awesome to see how the defense – how awesome is it to see Tomlinson and Zadarius Smith, two of your offseason acquisitions, force a safety? Miles isn't even in the game. Yep. And we can we're still getting that kind of pressure up front. And Washington, Washington, I don't think they're not Super Bowl contenders, but they're not scrubs either. I agree. I like agree. The, the, they're a solid football team. You know, maybe 
500. I mean, they could win the division depending on what Dallas does, I guess, or New York. I guess it's a tough division. Maybe they won't win it. They it all depends on coach and stuff. Honestly, their biggest thing is if they had like a solid quarterback, they would be a team to, you know, because they got weapons. Yeah, they, yeah. And their defense is yeah, sweet. Exactly. So I thought it was a good, a good test for the Browns last night. And uh, I thought the starters looked awesome. Deshaun Watson looked calm, cool, collected. Uh, he seemed to be making reads way faster, making quick decisions. Uh, he ran for 20 yards, 100% completion percentage. The four yards per attempt isn't exactly uh, earth-shattering or anything like that, 12 yards passing. But we didn't we didn't call any shots. He, got, he put the ball to the guys who were open, on time, on target. So you don't see a whole lot of downfield passing right out the gate most of the time anyway from a team. First drives are pretty scripted and mm-hmm. you want to, you know, methodically march your way down the field. And I mean, Kevin Stefanski is not going to show a whole lot in the preseason. If anything, so, yeah. Like I was talking to somebody today and they said something about the play calling. I said, This is going to be the like preseason football across the board is the most vanilla NFL yes. football you will ever see. Because yeah. nobody wants to show a whole lot of anything. I thought even uh, Watson was just super aggressive, almost to the point like the whole game plan, like for him when he was making runs, I'm like, oh, get down, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're in preseason, <laughs> brother. Like I, I did like it. Uh, it made me nervous a couple of times because he was very aggressive, especially when taking off of the ball. But um, I, I don't know how you don't, as a Browns fan, go away from that game last night going, hey, first string looks very, very solid. Yeah. Looks very nice. So why don't we do this then? Uh, let's just go around and say like what your your biggest takeaway was real quick. So, John, what was your biggest takeaway from last night? Well, we're kind of all on the same page. First string is, you know, really good. So I'll just I'll just say right now there's a few things I'm worried about, so I'll talk about that. Um, our second string is not that good. So <laughs> if, okay. um, I think, Blake, you said we're, we're a couple injuries away from some of those guys being starters. Mm-hmm. So that's a little disconcerting. But for me, uh, what's going on with Cade York? Hmm. Like make a field goal. It's a, it's very very unsettling. And we can come back to that. Yeah, so. I don't want to get into oh. the negative yet, John. Yeah, H. yeah, we can get back to that. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, bottle that. Let's bottle that yeah. for a second. Yeah, because hey. there's some stuff that we got to talk about with that too. Absolutely. Obviously. Um, anything else, John? Any, no, anything um, positive? <laughs> you freaking Debbie Downer. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a new best friend from the game. Uh, Justin's oh. four-year-old daughter is. <laughs> she's pretty cool. She's I've met her a couple cool. times. She's super cool. You took a, a crazy game to take her to her first game. <laughs> yeah, no uh, kidding. Uh, we realized like pretty early on that like maybe some mistakes were made uh, taking her up. But um, I, I, she was super excited. She uh, she was a good sport about it. She uh, she had a great time. She might have been the most. Uh, Hype fan in section five twelve last barks night. Barks a lot. She's barking for a solid. I mean, hell, the game didn't even start till almost nine o'clock. I mean, that's we're we're a half hour past bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the way I looked at it last night. I was like, oh man, how long can we keep this going for? But that was a great time. Uh, great, great time. What about you, Josh? What, what, did you did you even get to see so, anything yet? So I want to make sure everybody understands this right now. Sunday NFL ticket on YouTube is garbage. Um, They don't offer preseason games. And I'm out of market technically, so I was not able to get the Browns game last night. I'm going through. I'm I'm searching Sunday ticket. I'm like, where is it? So I even got on Google last night and started, you know, giving somebody my thoughts. And they were like, sorry, you just don't get preseason games i'm like this is garbage like i actually had an article i had to write this morning from the game i'm like i can't do that uh but you gotta get that dofu sports app man i guess so it it was garbage but i will say from and i'm just going through like pff i'm looking at the the deep stats and the breakdowns and stuff 
it seems like, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, Dewan Jones and Luke Whipler looked good again. Again, it yes. looks like they had opportunity pressure opportunities, and between them, what is this, fifty eight pressure opportunities? Only one pressure allowed. Okay, yeah, Dewan that's, that's jo- awesome. Dewan Jones was definitely good again. Um, what about you, Justin? Um, I'm going to bring up something that may be a little controversial, but um, this uh, Austin Watkins kid. <laughs> He, uh, right? he might end up stealing a spot from somebody that we really, really like on this roster because he is – I don't know if he goes to the practice squad that he will remain on the – I think somebody comes and gets him. This kid last night made so many catches and almost kind of like the go-to guy when there needed to be a nice catch. He was the go-to. So uh, this kid's playing incredible. He he might steal a roster spot. I, um, I would – I want to see him like – play against another team's like Number second one. unit oh, okay because there he's probably not going to see ones you know what i mean because if there's the other team's ones are playing our ones oh, are yeah. probably playing but i'd like to see him against another team's twos and maybe mm-hmm. a smattering of ones um to see how he does because yeah he's he's been mr dependable yeah he's been he's been flashing all over the field are you guys are you guys on the six or seven wide receiver train <sighs> I guess if you go, I mean, I like to think there's a, a chance of seven, but um, then it's like, where do you sacrifice Correct. somewhere else? Yep. Uh, I'd have to look in. I think I think seven's a real possibility if, if there's people you just really don't want to get rid of. And I think there's some guys on this team that are making decisions for Andrew Barry and this coaching staff tougher than what we thought maybe would be going into this season. Absolutely. Um, which we'll touch on that. Yeah. Uh, my biggest takeaway last night, at least in a positive way, is. Elijah Moore is going to be our Debo Samuel if he stays healthy. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna put him everywhere, and as long as his body can can stand up to the the beating he might take, I think they're gonna do anything to get this guy the ball uh, in space. They got him in the backfield running sweeps. They're throwing him the ball. He um, he's like a Swiss Army knife. He's gonna be all over the field. Uh, I think that is something that was very encouraging. We've never had a guy like that since Stefanski's been been here, like a a jack of all traits, just freak athlete, almost like a Percy Harvin type player. Yeah, yep. You know what I mean? Um, so that was that was like my biggest po- other than Watson looking like a professional quarterback. Um, that was like offensively my biggest takeaway, at least a positive. Um, Dion Owens in here says Schwartz, Bell, Will, Wills, and York need to go. Uh, their draft status is not going to make this roster. Um, Schwartz needs to go. I agree. Yep. I thought David Bell played well last yeah. night. I'm telling um, you guys, David Bell is a good player. Uh, Wills, Wills isn't going anywhere. But again, I didn't think he played. Like there, there were times last night where when he was in. He struggled again. They got good edge rushers, obviously, in Washington. But so do most teams. Yeah, you're gonna face good edge rushers. It's the NFL, and he he get he gets beat. Like I, I was watching videos from training camp, and they were talking about this really nice play by Watson, and it would have been a sack. The only reason it wasn't a sack is because it was training camp. Mm-hmm. Now he's going against Miles. You know, so yeah. you would think going against Miles every day in practice would um, like make you better. You would think so. Or just demoralized. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know. The jury's still out on him, in my opinion. Um, I think the the biggest issue with with him is sometimes you watch him play and he looks like the 10th pick in the draft, like the guy Joe Thomas was all excited about. And other times you watch him and it looks like he doesn't care. Yeah. To me, it's the the inconsistency 
that it's just like, how can you, you can't rely on him because he's so inconsistent. Sometimes he plays awesome. Other times he plays like dog crap. Yeah. Uh, the comment here from fatal gnome dog pack member. He said, excited, excited about Elijah. We talked about him. Watson Russ is definitely gone. He looks sharp holder sucks and it's hurting our view on York check last year's Ravens game blocked field goal. Yeah. And, uh, so who, who is that? But, but, our punter. Our punter. Yeah. Our punter. So this our is something we, this is something we can talk about real quick. Cause obviously people want to talk about Cade York. Yeah. I sent you guys this, this, uh, it's very interesting, this stat today. And I didn't. Uh, this isn't me. This is from Roberto Shenanigans on Twitter. Who I'm, I'm no Roberto sympathizer, but <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a good thing to look into. Uh, Bahorquez, or however you say his name, is apparently there's something going on where he is not a good holder, or something he is doing is making the his kickers struggle. So if you go back and you look at some of the people he's held for in his career. In 2021, he held for Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby made 73.5% oh, of his field goals. Oh, is that the year that Mason – remember he made missed like five in a game or something? Yep. Uh, his career is 82%. Uh, it was the worst ever in 14 years when Borges was his uh, holder. Tyler Bass made 82.4% of his field goals with him as his holder. His career average without him is 87.3. It was his worst ever in three years in the league. Steven Hauschka – made 78.6% of his field goals with him as his holder. He's a career 85.2% without him. That's his second worst in 13 years in the league. And Steven Hauschka, again, in the second year with him, uh, 78.6. No, he's just got on here twice. That's just a Roberto thing. It was two different years (laughs) where it was the same thing. Uh It's the same thing where he had his career low um, percentage with him holding, and he's 10 points higher Without him. Now that is a trend. And, and, a the, and there's no, it's, it's hard to explain that Cade York was universally known as he, first of all, I'm pretty sure statistically he was the most accurate kicker in college football the year, his senior year or whatever. I'm pretty sure I'd have to check on that. And then we bring him into Cleveland and all of a sudden he can't make a field goal. Yeah. It, it makes, yeah. he was considered universally, like a, a surefire thing. Hmm. <laughs> so I, going into last night, I was I, I wanted to see Cade York kick just for the fact that they were back in Cleveland Brown Stadium, kind of a chance to like prove that maybe some of the things that were bothering him last year or whatever was going on were gone and miss field goal. The thing with the whole like holder. Isn't there another guy on the team that can just do this? Like if they, you would think that if, if a guy that has an X account or Twitter account sees these stats that the Cleveland Browns analytics would probably know these numbers already. You would think that, right? Yeah. If they're out there, they probably know this. So don't you think that it would just be an easy fix just to have somebody else do it? I mean, there's gotta be another guy on the roster that can do it. Gotta be. I mean, it's, if, if it is the holder issue, right. And I mean, exactly. and we were at training camp last year, and I remember watching Cade York punch through fifty-five plus yards, 60, 65 from a hold from from a tee. Yeah, right. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something. There's got to be something to this because those number those numbers are very uh, revealing, and it's not just like a fluke. And no, yeah. So it's everywhere. Cade York been. is not the only kicker. Somebody somebody said uh, that is ultimately the reason why Green Bay let him go. 
I saw that. I mean, I remember when Mason Crosby, it was like they were going to get rid of him. Yeah, and he was like one, of the, one of the best kickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's something going on there that definitely needs to be addressed. Yep. And I think we need to make sure we're spreading that around Twitter and stuff to – somebody's got to see that those numbers. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I was texting these guys about it kind of jokingly. Um, we got to – Browns fans, we can't boot Cade York right now. <laughs> he, he, it's a, you know, there's something going on with the hold, maybe, but it, it seems like something's going on with the hold. Um, and this is a young kid, guys. Yeah, he's and like 22. It, he's a little bit in his head right now. We, we need to, like, sometimes you can't. There's different, you know, times where you, you like beat your kid and another time where you like <laughs> lift them up a little bit, <laughs> you know, uh, that we, we need to lift this kid up a little bit because it's not nothing. It's only going to get worse if we just mentally abuse him. I know it's tough for us Browns fans, but we got to we got to do our part to help raise this kid a little bit yeah. in, a, in a loving, nurturing environment, uh, because. Um, a lot of this, you know, kicking, a lot of this seems mental right now, too. Yeah, so, that's what I was going to say. So I think sure let's lift head. up York and just, and then we're going to beat down Bahorquez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the, the biggest thing, he can punt whatever. You mean to tell me we, we the third string quarterback can't be the holder? You know, something like that. Like, you tell me there's not another punter out there that's a good holder? I mean, come on, it's punting. <laughs> my, my thing, though, he's a good punter. He yeah. is a good punter. He's, but, a, he's a good punter. Yeah. But I, you know, that, that's where I'm at. I'm like, is there there has to be another guy on the roster. Yeah. Uh, we got a Rick. Thank you for the donation, by the way. You guys don't have to do that, but we appreciate it. He says he can't coach effort. Wills plays, plays okay when he wants to, but he plays lazy way too often. At least that's what it looks like on tape. Yeah, that's fair. It does. You know what I mean? At least that's what it looks like on tape. Um, the, the, I would say the biggest thing that's a concern is that we have a Hall of Fame offensive line coach. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And like a guy like Teller came in is like a fourth or fifth round draft pick in Buffalo. And we didn't even know if he was going to be at, be able to beat out Forbes or not Forbes. Uh, the dude we drafted who went to LA. Oh, uh, uh, Corbett Corbett. Corbett. We didn't even okay. know like if he's gonna be able to beat out Corbett for that guard spot. And he turned into one of the best guards in the league under Bill Callahan. Yeah. Ethan Posick comes in last year as a backup third highest graded center in the league last year, one year under Callahan, but Wills is struggling to figure and, it out. And we're seeing, like we mentioned at the top of the show, Dewan Jones, Luke Whipler, these young guys, these rookies already showing flashes and promise on the field. It's, it's an effort. It is truly an effort thing with, with Wills. It has to be because all these other guys, like you said, they're, they're doing so well under Callahan. <laughs> Preston Herring says, you know who else was a good punter? This kid I watched in high school last year do something. It's fair, bro. I get it. No, I get it. No, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy who works at the hospital down the road, or at least he yeah. used to, and he could definitely come punt for the Browns. Mm. Yeah. So, yep, um, kick field goals, too. Yeah. So, uh, um, maybe he's listening. Maybe. Hey, Matt. We need you to come out of retirement, bud. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we dive into more comments, Browns fans in Ohio, I just want to do this real quick. We've got an unbeatable NFL preseason offer for you guys from Caesar Sportsbook. If you guys are new customers, you can bet get your first bet insured up to $1,250. Use our code DOGSFULL when you sign up. And if you uh, if you haven't joined Caesars Sportsbook community already, now's the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code DOGSFULL when you sign up, place your first bet, and the offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER and check the episode description for the for, for the full terms of the offer. So 
I don't want to acknowledge this guy tonight. Oh, I am right now. I'm messaging <laughs> right now, man. I'm doing it. But Aaron Butler is talking to, trying to talk to us about how the Ravens are going to win their 24th preseason game in a row. <laughs> you shouldn't have acknowledged it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. The playoffs go for you guys. Yeah. Uh, what man? That's embarrassing. So this one's interesting. Fatal Gnome says I'd rather have an okay punter, great holder, than a great punter and a bad holder. Those three points matter more. And we talked about that. What is the average margin of victory in the NFL? Was it three point five? Three. We lost three by two points. points last night. Exactly. So, <laughs> so if the average margin of victory is three and a half points, you go out there, you miss either a field goal or an extra point. You have. You've shifted the tide. Yes. Your odds of winning have now gone down drastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kicking is, even though they keep trying to take it out of the game, it's still extremely important. Yeah. And, you know, this is something where, you know, Bubba Ventrone coming in as the new special teams coordinator, you got to get this fixed. Like, yeah. this has been a problem now, not only all of last year, but now you come in, you inherit this special teams unit. Two games in a row now. Issue. Yeah. Same issues. Got to get it fixed before the season starts. Yep. Um, Somebody a ridiculous up here said Cedric Tillman didn't have a great game. I agree. I didn't. He was. I thought he looked really good against the Jets. Uh, he didn't look as good last night. I also think the refs were letting him play a little bit. I know on one pass, I thought he got held. Uh, they didn't call it, uh, but he had the uh, the penalty and uh, and something else. So you know you're going to expect things like that out of rookies. I do think overall though, just he just looks really big and fast, mm. and that's going to come in handy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to the first drive with the starters, what did you guys think of the play calling when we got down inside the five? Are you talking about the first possession? The first possession. Um, hmm. Then we run it twice, and then the, we ran it the third time on fourth down, and it just got blown up in the back. Yeah. But, I mean, what are we expecting? You don't – we're not going to open up the playbook. I mean – and Nick Chubb wasn't playing. Yeah, right? so I, that's the thing. Like, I think every yeah, I think that was even mentioned in Discord. Like, if that Nick Chubb's in there is, I said that. Okay, I, if if I think so, I I want to say I think Felton has made this third running back situation <laughs> yes. very interesting. I thought he looked better than Kelly last night. It's fair. Um, the the second team offensive line struggled though, so it was hard to get anything going on the ground once they were in there. But I think I think Felton has made it very interesting. They said that he's no longer like going to wide receiver meetings and practicing with the. He's just a running back now, and I think that has seemed to kind of really help him focus, probably giving him some confidence, like knowing this is my job now. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, I got to do this. You know, he's right. got a little bit of um, stability, and I think it helps him it's helped him out tremendously because he looks night and day compared to last year. Um, I thought his run to get us to the one where he, he made the one cut and got upfield and almost scored was super nice. And then the very next run, I thought he danced too much. And I thought he should have trouble to scored on that. Where he had that extra cut where yeah, he cut he, out and basically yeah. just, yeah. Trouble to scored on that, but it, it's preseason for it's preseason for uh, players. It's also preseason for the coaches. And I, you got Deshaun Watson. You're paying him 230 million guaranteed, and I know it's the preseason, but you don't give him one chance to make a play down there. Especially, you don't have Nick Chubb, right? You know, you know it's Felton and John Kelly back there, so you don't, you don't say, "Hey, go get this touchdown for us." You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And even though I think Stefanski's a great coach, and I, at least a very good coach, solid coach right now, and I think he's very good offensively like situationally is where he needs to improve. And I thought that was another case last night. Like, okay, come on, man, let's, let's give the guy that we're paying to 
let's put it on him to go get us a touchdown real quick, mm. especially on this great opening drive. Um, so I didn't love the play calling. Again, I think Chubb would have scored on third down, but uh, he didn't. You know, Felton didn't. So uh, I would have liked to see him let him throw for that. I agree. And on fourth down, I would have kicked a field goal. Yeah, I mean, this is our only preseason home game. So let's let's get York as much practice as we can. Sure. You know, it, it's not the preseason not about winning games as much as it is about ironing out issues. And, and I, I think have such, issues. I think even like when the season starts up, that'll be different situationally. Like that that'll probably be a QB sneak, but we're not going to QB sneak Watson on a second preseason game that really doesn't matter absolutely at all. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I just I know like a lot of Browns fans. Uh, are, we've been really defensive of Stefanski. Okay. okay. I'm a big fan of taking three points. Um, and York struggled to the point last year where it wasn't a given that we were even going to make a field goal. But I'm a bigger fan of a field goal than going for it on fourth down, unless you're like on the half yard line. Uh, I was going to say, I don't mind going for it at last night. It's a preseason game. You want to see your offense go out and score points. I get what you're saying, but my point was York's one of our biggest things we need to work on and it's our only but home thing, game in the preseason the thing is and we're talking of course i didn't get to see the freaking game we're talking about the first drive right so if you guys i mean last year how many times was it first drive of the game we marched down the field we get close enough it's fourth down and what you know manageable and stefanski always goes for it it seems like the first drive he's it, the analytics must say you have a higher percentage on that first driver early in the game going forth and later in the game he always seems to opt to to go for it on fourth down. And we lost a lot of games. Like I was going to say, and I didn't year. love the play calling the <laughs> yeah. last like two or three years on fourth down. It was always, uh, Hey, let's uh, do I, a I'm triple with lateral. You guys, the three points are definitely, we talked about the margin of error. So. My problem. I don't necessarily mind going for it. My problem is the play calling when we do go for it. Yeah. That's so where I'm at. It's like, you know what I mean? Like we'll go for it's fourth and three and we go for it. And we, and as soon as it's the place, F since Jump Street. Like yeah. as soon as he he says hut and there, blown somebody's up. blowing him up yeah. instantly. Like there's miscommunicate. You would think, you know, in practice, like hey, it, we might have a fourth down chance where we're gonna go for it once or twice in a game, and we got these in our back pocket that are like your best place. Yeah, they're you know these are a very high conversion rate. Yes. Yeah, you know these are going to be tough to stop, and it seems like we don't have that. It's just like any other play. I'm not saying it's got to be a trick play, but it's your bread and butter something. Because yep. um, he he's creative all over the field except for in that situation. Yeah. Um. So I don't know this Andrew Jackson says, "What do you guys think of the national people talking this morning about how great the defense looked? Uh, maybe uh, we're starting to turn some heads a little bit because." That one dude on NFL Network picked us to win six games. Yeah, right. Even Aaron Butler thinks we're going to win 11. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, our defense is – it's legit this year. We find, we have a legit coach on that side of the ball. That's what makes it – and all these all the moves Andrew Barry's made, I mean, and just bringing in Shelby Harris again last week, unreal. If Or this past week. If the Browns do what we think they can do this year, like – the hiring of Schwartz is going to be looked at as the biggest offseason move. Absolutely. It already, in, my, in my opinion, it probably already is. Yeah. And it's the defense in the first two preseason games has been night and day. Yeah. In ter- just in terms of communication. 
there isn't breakdowns all over the field. Like we look way more aggressive. We're tackling better. Right. And if the these younger guys, these depth, you know, second, third, fourth stringers that are playing the majority of the game, if they're able to execute this defense effectively and efficiently, imagine what our starters are going to be able to do. You know, like game after game, the better they get. It's just mm -hmm. I'm very encouraged by what I've seen from the defense. Uh, Jacob Phillips on the IR. Bubba Bolton waived with an injury designation. Uh, so the Jacob Phillips, Jacob Phillips things we'll touch on. Um, it sucks for the – he just can't stay healthy. No. Nope. And it, it's at the point it's like, man, I don't – he's probably not going to be on the team. That's, I mean, well, yeah. they'll, they'll keep him on the team now because he can go on the IR all right, year. Right, because he's all year. Um, but it's just – the guy can't catch a break. No, and I mean, we've talked about how a linebacker's not – valued as far as a position and you know are we really going to bring in anybody else well now we're going to have to yeah he was a guy when he was drafted too i was super excited about it. he was a third round guy i remember all they said was speed man this is a guy sideline to sideline he's going to be excellent and he just cannot stand i mean I, I think he's only played 20 games in four years now that's crazy so for like for me you're right he'll, he'll go on the ir but i don't at this point i think this this was his opportunity to show what he had and what potential he had. Um, also, in the comments, Andrew Kaiser. Yeah, I was going to bring. Does it anybody want to do that real quick? Because uh, he shout started, it out. You do it. Go yeah, for it. so it's his son's uh, birthday. Jet, happy birthday, brother! Happy From birthday, one dog, dog to another. Oh, we're gonna sing to him. <laughs> I, I cannot sing. Bro. No, <laughs> I can't either. I happy am birthday, not a singer. Bro. Yeah, happy birthday, brother. Where's it say it's his son's birthday? Uh, it says it's my son uh, Jet's birthday tomorrow. Can y'all wish him a happy a birthday? Bit. I just got celebrate the first super chat from Andrew Kaiser. It's uh, oh, right after. It's a little ways down. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, come on, Blake. Wish him a happy birthday. This is a real thing, man. Happy birthday. <laughs> I got, I got pride out of you? right now. He has yeah. no clue. <laughs> I know it's not his birthday. I, know. This doesn't sound I used to right. have art class with Andrew Kaiser. We used to get in a lot of trouble. Uh, <laughs> awesome dude. Yeah. Awesome dude. Uh, thank you, Fatal Gnome, for the donation. Um, this is ridiculous. Does anyone else notice Watson standing next to, to Stefanski during the game on the sidelines? Didn't really see that with past QBs. He seems super engaged. Watson yeah. does. Yeah. I saw him last night asking for a headset, um, an earpiece, so he could hear the uh, the play calling. Um, no, he's he's all in. Like, and you can you could tell last night in the game, like it's it's night and day. Well, you saw it on the Hall of Fame game. They showed him, you know, on the sideline there, and he had the the earpiece in, and he was, you know, he's he's locked into the game. And going back to the defense. I mean, I did a, a, an episode a couple months ago, probably just detailing how close the Browns actually were to having a much different record last year, a much a winning record uh, by far. And it was a lot of these defensive breakdowns that led to these losses. The offense wasn't the issue. A lot of times the offense was putting us back in position at the end of games to make a push to win, and then we'd go out and do what? Miss a field goal, yeah. get a penalty, get yep. pushed back, whatever, give up a sack. Be out of bounds on an onside kick. Yeah, so you think about if our defense is improved even a little bit, and we're adding uh, the real Deshaun Watson. Good lord, good lord. No, uh, the the division this year I think is going to be crazy competitive and tough. Yes. Um, if if we were in like an easier division, I think we'd run away with it. Oh yeah, I think so too. And, but I think it's going to be. I think first place and last place is going to be like a game or two. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even the Steelers, people are crapping all over the Steelers, and I don't see them as that bad. No. Kenny, Kenny Pickett looking pretty good last Kenny night. Kenny Pickett's the biggest question mark. If he can play football yeah. at all, they're going to be freaking good. They're going to be yeah. tough. You know I mean, what I they, mean? They were decent with, what, uh, Duck Hodges. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, Tomlin's just a good coach. He honestly, the, in, the team I'm the least worried about, and this is going to sound dumb, is the Bengals. Mm. Okay. And the only reason I'm not worried about <laughs> is, is because for some reason we're 8-2 oh, against them. That's true, yeah. yeah. yeah and the, but the problem is nobody else in our division can beat them. That's true too. I, the, they are eight and two against the Steelers and the uh, Ravens in their last ten games. I'm pretty sure, and they're two and eight against us. Explain that. <laughs> I can't. I know. <laughs> I I can like come up with excuses for like a game or two here. Like, oh, Joe Burrow was on IR. You know, like, oh, the Bengals really were bad that year. I went to a game like not that long ago where they beat us and they were two and like fourteen. This was like a long time ago. It was three years ago in Cincinnati. Still Baker days, but oh, that uh, game doesn't count. Yeah, that was the last game, the game of the they, season, right? Oh, we're, yeah. getting, we're getting rid of Freddie. <laughs> yeah, that, that was exactly what that game was too. I watched Odell just injured, just running up and down the sidelines for you know four hours. I'm like, well, doesn't look very injured to me, but oh, uh, whatever, you know. It was no, I, I I can't explain it. So Bengals fans, I just said Bengals. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, <laughs> Bengals fans, like, don't take it as a slight. Clearly, you guys are, I would say, more than likely going to win a lot of games this year. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you just can't seem to beat us. So uh, when I go into a game, uh, a Bengals game, I'm extremely confident. I'm way more confident against them than I am against the, the Ravens? Ravens or the Steelers. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, So the, the, the division is just going to be crazy tough. I think we're all going to beat up on each other. Um, potentially could have two playoff teams from our division depending on how things shake out. Yeah. So um, what else do we got here? In Oh, okay. So here we go. Jim Kogarg, I'm guessing is, hopefully I'm saying it right. says DTR is forcing, oh, where'd it go? Is forcing uh, Stefanski's hand. He looks so much better than Dobbs or Mond. I actually put this out on Twitter last night. I said he's going to mess around and end up being QB2. I think yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he's well on it. I, so I was looking at his numbers. And plus, here's the thing. Every time this kid touches the ball, it's electric. It's very, I know he's going against second, third, fourth string defenses. In vanilla base yes, packages. We've got to keep it at I know, mind. But he is literally, I, I want to say he's like 18 for 21 or something like that for 200 yards and a touchdown. The guy, and we're one preseason game away from all the casual saying he should be our starter. Right. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Oh, I already heard it. If we don't have Watson, man, like yep. this, this would be the talk going in is, and this sure. is the guy of the future. Let's throw him completely to the wolves. I saw it on week Twitter one. last night. People say, Watson for him. People saying, oh. are we sure that our best quarterback didn't play in the second half? And it's like, guys, oh, God. This is, this is the Dobbs thing all over again. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I, he just looked – it doesn't look like it's too much for him. Now, there are other teams, though, with, with bad quarterback situations that would probably love to have DTR right now, the way he's oh, showing out. Yeah, He played He played a lot of football in college. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? Five like, years. a lot of these a lot of these top guys are coming out after playing – they're playing 13 games in college. Sure. You know what I mean? DTR played a lot of games, and he had a guy who coached in the pros. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, it doesn't seem like the lights are too bright. No. He seems, he's a quick decision maker. Um, he's, he's explosive. He's way more accurate than I, I thought he would be. Um, cause I, obviously in Ohio, we don't get to watch a lot of UCLA games. Right. You know? Uh, but yeah, he just seems, ours is, he just seems to be very relaxed. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. And he yep. seems like, like you, you mentioned it. Like he just knows what to do. And like he understands games. the yep. plays. He understands what the defenses are doing. He understands where his guys are going to be. Like, 
He just gets it done. It's I'd start cool. him against the Eagles. Oh, they, I saw Stefanski said he doesn't think any of the starters are going to play. So yeah. I think this could be... Because they're playing against the Eagles all week, basically. Yeah, he, that's what they said. Yeah. He's like, we're going to see enough opportunities with the joint practices where we don't need game film on that. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, I would start him against the Eagles. Yeah. Let it, let him this, this see how he holds up against some second stringers. You know what I, I mean? Because so far, a, a lot of the guys he's playing against might not even make the team. You know? Um, let's, let's, let's start... Let's give him a little bit more. See if he can handle it. Because... You got to be sure if you make him QB two, because that means he's one, you know, knock on wood injury away from Watson from being the guy who's leading your football team, and is he mm-hmm. ready for that? So, I mean, it, of between Dobbs, Mond, and him, he looks head and shoulders better than uh, the other ones. I head agree. and shoulders. I agree with that. It's just, sure. do you want your backup quarterback to be a, a rookie, like a full fledged fifth round mm-hmm. rookie? Did you guys see uh, Dion uh, Owens' comment? I think that's very interesting too. What's that? I think that's becoming a very, very interesting situation. Which one? He said uh, Ronnie Hickman or DeAnthony Bell. Just Hickman had a great oh, game, but Bell's versatility will keep him on the roster. Thoughts? So <laughs> here's the. Th- this is a, this one's close to our hearts, obviously, because yes. we're big DeAnthony Bell fans. He's been on the show twice. Super humble, nice kid, and Ronnie Hickman's an Ohio State player. <laughs> Uh, who we are also all huge fans of. When I, Ronnie Hickman played well last night, and he had the two picks. And the yeah. first thing I thought was, "Oh, he's he's going to make D'Anthony Bell work for this." Mm-hmm. Um, but D'Anthony Bell, I thought, was all over the field last yeah. night too, making tackles. He had an, a couple nice hits. He he can play all the special teams. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a battle. This is one of those things where you add a bunch of talent to a team, and you you, you got a ton of depth. It's it's a fight for your job mm-hmm. every day. So you guys don't think they can both make the roster? It's safety. Yeah. So so we got Thornhill. Yep. Delpit. 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 And McLeod. Mm-hmm. McLeod. D'Anthony Bell and Hickman. And then they just got rid of Bolden, right? Right. So you're not keeping him. five safeties if you're keeping no. seven wide receivers. You're probably only you're pro- keeping three, right? Yeah. Because you got to. The way they use safeties, you think they only keep three? <sighs> I don't know about that. I don't know, man. I mean, so I feel four. Like, I feel like safety is a very high valued spot on that roster too is you know that the backfield the defensive backfield yeah but you can have you can make corners go play safety you can't make safeties go play corner that's true um so i don't know it'll it'll be tough um it says he's my cousin from another mother who uh, did i miss something I don't yeah, know I don't if that's know if me or not, brother. <laughs> but i'll be your cousin from another mother if you want me to be dog no um Josh, did you have something you wanted to, to do after six o'clock? <laughs> oh, hey, I just want to tell you. I didn't realize you, it was already six o'clock. I know time is flying. The, the chat has been awesome. You guys are great. Um, I, I'm just so thrilled. Like it's it's so awesome to have such a great audience, great Browns fans. And I'll make this quick. Just remind you guys about Omaha Steaks. If you go to OmahaSteaks.com, use code Dogs D A W G S in the search bar. They're doing their anniversary celebration right now so it's 50 percent off site-wide and when you use that code in the search bar you actually get eight free steak burgers and eight free jumbo franks with your order so that I mean that's like <laughs> those those steak burgers are awesome the jumbo franks are huge i've had them all they're great and they're really pushing their anniversary package um it's got the butcher's cut filet mignons the air the, the boneless chicken breast the bacon wrapped pork chops it also has jumbo franks so you're getting like 12 of those and the st- omaha steak seasoning so go check it out anniversary sale omaha steaks.com 50 off site wide search dogs 
in the search. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Bar. No, it looks like somebody, some bots in our chat now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Um, so what else did I want to get into? Um, what else was there from last night? Help it, help me out. I'm forgetting some of the stuff I uh, some of the stuff I was going to talk about. That ad was terrible uh, timing. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> uh, so uh, we'll say Ara says, which is Pastor Rob, by the way. Um, he says that uh, we're going to keep four. So that means D'Anthony Bell is probably fighting. Him and Hickman are battling out for that fourth spot. Um, who do we want to make the team? Well, so far, uh, Hickman hasn't answered my message on Twitter or oh. Instagram. <laughs> oh, right, Josh. Come on, D'Anthony. Wow. Pull for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I have faith in uh, D'Anthony Bell. I, I've always thought, I always have liked his like energy and just kind of just how he approaches everything. So I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a battle. Uh, here we go. Um, reticulous said we need a dome a couple of guys were up at the game last night <laughs> oh yeah how freaking bad do we need a dome well this is just uh just a normal thing for me anymore like i yeah. go up to cleveland on You're a sunday or a it. friday or a thursday and then i get evacuated uh down to the bottom except this time we just said we're not going we're anywhere <laughs> we, just sat the, we just stayed so uh we moved up about 30 rows and then just they stayed there and then the wind came it. the other way and started blowing the rain like through the back of the stadium. Yeah, the backs. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, it was cool. Pastor Great. Rob says no dome. I got it. I got to hear why you don't want a dome. We need. I want a dome. I need it. I need it like I need oxygen. I'm not gonna lie. I don't need it quite that badly, but I'm with you still. Uh, yeah, uh, I I've oxygen. always been an advocate of like uh, me and Blake have argued about this before. Like I, I don't know if I'm just like in that old school mentality thing. Like AFC North, it's got to be like gritty and but he makes good points where he's like we're also dealing with the same bullshit weather you know so i'd rather i'd rather sit in a climate controlled dome well, here, as a fan we have i think this the either the worst or second worst winning percentage in like the last 50 years or right. something mm. so it does nothing for you if weather and tough and whatever gave you some kind of advantage. advantage we wouldn't have been the most dog shit team in the nfl <laughs> for the last 30 years yeah. yep That's you know fair. what i mean so I, I hopefully the fcc doesn't find me <laughs> 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 you know what i mean like it's just um who's watched a football game in a dome by the way I have. We were at the Big Ten Championship, I Lucas Oil yeah. Stadium. It's awesome. Nice stadium and very cold outside that day. <laughs> and not very cold in the stadium. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very nice inside the dome. Isn't Lucas Oil the stadium where somebody was trying to catch a touchdown and the sun got in their eyes like through the roof? Do you remember that? I do yeah, remember I do. that. Uh, but no, I think it's happened. I've, I've seen it happen to people on like punts and stuff too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Down Dallas. Dallas is, I remember yeah, their stadium Dallas was really weird. Like, with the sun coming in. I mean, you look at the any new stadium that's getting built a dome. Mm -hmm. For the most part. 
Dion Owens says the Saints outplayed us last season in the elements. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're a, a dome team. team. Yeah. <laughs> they're a dome team. Yeah. It yep. does nothing for us. Uh, plus, I want to be able to go to First Energy all year. Yes. For, That's what a lot of people don't understand. They're like, well, why would you, you know, put all that money into a dome for eight home games? It's no, 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 no. It's because it's a year round event mm-hmm. venue. I mean, you can do so much yeah. of that stuff. You'd that be able building. to go see Taylor Swift up there. Absolutely. You could. <laughs> That's the, what is it called? The, the Aeros Aeros Tour. Tour. <laughs> What's it called? Bro, come on. I don't know what it's called. Bro. <laughs> um, my wife is so, I know like all the theories. I know her cat's name. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. I know everything. She seems like she's probably. A we'll, cat have a little, we'll have a little uh, T Swift QA later. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to not uh, do well there. <laughs> Pastor Rob wants to know about the, hunter, the uh, holder situation. We talked about that early. Um, you just must have missed it. It's bad. That's what, that's what we, <laughs> yeah. we need to. Uh, we need to do something. Yeah. Either look at the backup quarterback. Uh, plus, have the backup quarterback do it. It's more dangerous in turn. Like they got to be more prepared for a fake. Like if right. DTR can hold, put them back there to hold, and all of a sudden you got a, a holder who can throw and run. You know what I mean? Like make them prepare for something extra. Just there's clearly a correlation between him holding. And kicker sucking. Right, because it's not just like it was one other kicker. What was it, four or five? It was three. Four, three other three kickers for four years. Okay. Plus Cade York. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's, I mean, there's something to it. And, and when we, uh, it's okay, man. Uh, he said, sorry. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to apologize. You're gonna, <laughs> no. um, I don't know. And like I said, it's not like Cade York, we drafted him. People are like, what are you doing? This guy's such a question mark. It was like, we they were needed, excited. they were like, they needed a kicker. This was a huge area of need and they had the luxury of drafting him. This yeah. is, this is about as surefire as it gets when you're going to draft a kicker. Yep. Shoot and your shot. Yep. He, and that's what everyone was saying after game one. That's why you draft a kicker. <laughs> Aren't those the same people now saying, why do, well, why why do you don't draft a kicker. Yeah. You right. idiots. <laughs> Uh, how quickly does the weather from Lake Erie Road slash damage the stadium? Nah, man. I mean, if it would damage the stadium, like there's, there's always there's been a stadium there for a while. Rain? I, I don't know. I don't understand this question. Maybe clarify. <laughs> I, I think it'd be fine because there's lots of buildings in Cleveland right by the lake. Yeah, the Key Bank building still standing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, says, come on, don't blame the polder, the holder. He is slicing them. Yeah, but he might be slicing them because, because of the of way the hold. the hold. The hold is going to be incredibly important. Um, and then, like I said, there's. I'm not saying he's blameless. You would, yeah, but I, I, if I mean Mason Crosby's a, a historically great kicker. Stephen Hauschka is a very good kicker. Yeah. Um, I forget who the other guy was. Kate York was with the best kicker in college football. Right. You know what yep. I mean? So these, it's not like he's been holding for crap kickers. He's been holding for guys who are all pro kickers. Yeah. And, and he's even admitted that like, he's got things going on that he overanalyzes the mechanics and like before he kicks, there's just a lot of things going on. And that's what going into this year was, we're going to simplify everything for this kid. And then we're still, I mean, we're over two now. So, I mean, he's making extra points, but. Um, I wanted to kind of move a little bit more on. I got some defensive questions for you guys since I didn't get to actually physically watch it. Okay. Um, Maurice Hurst. I heard he looked good. He, he did. looked good. Yeah. Yep. I agree. What about Muhammad Diabati? Also, I, uh, there was a couple of plays where he flashed. There's a couple of these UDFAs that Andrew Barry signed mm-hmm. at the linebacker position that I'm thinking could have an opportunity with the Jacob, Jacob Phillips injury. For sure now. Yeah. Well, so 
when we drafted a lot of these linebackers too, like Phillips and JOK, yep. the thought was stopping Lamar. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I feel like we, we need to change the body type of linebacker we need now because with this wide nine defense that Jim Schwartz implements, it's, it's all about contain mm -hmm. and keeping everything inside the tackles in the box forcing it up the middle into the teeth of the defense. So if you got a bunch of 190 pound linebackers, that's probably not good. I feel like we need, we need a little bit of beef there in the middle at the linebacker position because we're, they're going to be expected to make a lot of tackles. And if they can't shed blocks from the big lineman coming, like it, that could be an issue. I know we, okay. I know that the good, the better defensive line play is definitely going to help the linebackers, but I just don't think you can be an undersized linebacker in the middle there in this wide nine and be successful. We don't need as much side. It's if if the defensive ends are playing well, there ain't, there isn't going to be sideline to sideline. Right. right. Uh, go ahead, buddy. I was just going now. I was just going to ask about Tommy Togiai and uh, Jordan Elliott uh, because. They were two guys last year. Obviously, we talked about how they were some of the like absolute worst defensive tackle graded players mm -hmm. in the league, and we've done nothing but add defensive tackles to this roster. Are those are those guys staying? So, or are they gone? So Tommy had a sack last night. Okay, and then but my thing is, I think right now he's probably on the outside looking in. As far as I think he makes probably the practice squad, but I, I think I'm not sure that there's a roster spot for him. So you, you're obviously Tom Tomlinson, um, Shelby, Shelby Harris. Uh -huh. Hurst. Hurst. Ika. Ika. There's four. I mean, you keeping. Elliot's a draft pick, so he's probably. So is Toki. I. Yeah. I mean, but if you're keeping, if you're keeping one of those guys, uh, it'll be close. Did Tristan Hill play? I did. I, I didn't look. I forget. Yeah. I, I I, if he did, if he did, he didn't do anything that made me. Uh, he didn't stand attention. out. Uh, mm. Pass drops as Elliot and Togi are gone. I would say there's a very good chance both yep. of them are gone. Um, uh, well, who who else? Ogbo, Obo, whatever. Yeah, Obo Okoronkwo. Yeah, he played well. He flashed. He oh, played well. He looked very good. Darius Smith put was awesome. Yep. Jok. I thought Jok looked nice. Yes. Jok was flying around. I agree. I'm very okay with just letting him just. You're okay with Jok? Just rip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. So, uh, there's definitely some people that flashed. We already talked about Dewan Jones. Um. Do, what do you think who who we already touched on a little bit who do you think has the leg up in that third running back okay so that's a really that's something good i wanted to talk about earlier when we were talking about felton because i know i've kind of been leading the charge on the show it feels like this off season talking about felton's gone felton's not doing anything they're not using him and then when you were talking about how they said he's no longer going to the wide receiver meetings and things like that it made me kind of rethink my process on this last year we had chubb Hunt, Dearness Johnson, then it was Felton, and even John Kelly was mixed in there when we needed him. And it's like, okay, Felton was really lost in that mix, so maybe he was being used more as a wide receiver in the preparations, and then just never getting an opportunity to get on the field. But I got to give him some props. He has looked very good in he, the preseason so far. He took that forward injury as an opportunity, and he's running with it. And he's flashing. He looks great. Uh, I, I said it with the Jets game. I thought he was like one of the players that absolutely popped off for me like every time he touched the ball he looks fast he looks elusive he's playing he's not and it's not all dancing he's running tough um i would say if it's if it's tight they're gonna go with felton and he's drafted i mean it might not be you know what i mean like if it's a close race 
they're going to go with the guy that was drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Kelly will probably go back to the practice squad, it, which um, luckily the running back market sucks so bad that I don't think anybody will steal him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be there. Uh, bec- there. There's a chance one of these guys is going to be running back two to start the season. True. Yeah. We don't know how bad. Do we know how bad that hamstring injury is yet? They I said he'd be ready probably by week one, but that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I heard like it, week one's in question. Like okay. he, could, he could be ready. Um, and it's one of those th- those deals where a hamstring, you don't want to rush back from it. Right. No, because those things can, it can, can, can wreck all a season. season. Yeah. You got you to gotta be overly cautious with them or, or you're going to be dealing with it all season. So um, <sighs> there's a chance there's a chance. Kelly will start the year as RB3 on the roster, and then when Ford comes back, he'll get bumped to the practice squad. So we'll see. Um, but I think I think Felton has made that race very tight. I think at the beginning of the season, we just all kind of thought it was going to be John Kelly or they were going to sign somebody. Yeah, it's, it's just such a bummer that Ford got injured like that because I really do feel like he was going to have a, a significant role in this offense, and we were excited to see what he could do because, I mean, he was awesome in college, yeah. flash last year. I still think he probably will, man. I don't. I don't think it really like. It, yeah, as long as the injury death. doesn't. You know what yeah. I mean? If he if he takes his time, comes back healthy, he, I don't. I don't think Felton's necessarily like challenging. No, I think his thing. role is secure. It's just yeah. if, if that injury lingers hampers him all season, yeah. then it's like, dang! Now we got to wait another year right. to see what he can we don't do. Even, yeah, we don't even know the full potential. Right. I, I get it. Yep. Ooh, anything else you guys want to touch on? I know, like. I don't want to just end it. We got a lot of people watching. What do you, talk to us, guys? What do we yep. need to get into? I feel like we've covered this game pretty decent. Are we missing anything? Um, we well, got a little bit more time. The, the Ian Schwifty oh, voicemail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. We, we, we do have another, another voicemail that uh, oh, we voicemail, need to play here email. real quick. Hey, guys. This is Ian Schwifty here reporting from Tracy Cap. Well, the day after, actually. I'm from New York City. And, uh, I'd like to report that uh, training camp is uh, going really well. <laughs> I got to see Miles Garrett up close and got to see uh, Mark Cooper catch some sick touchdowns. It was a great day. Also, I report that uh, we just signed uh, defensive tackle Shelby Harris. And I hear that uh, the first stringers are going to start Friday against Washington. Should be the Redskins. That's Amanda. <laughs> Anyways, guys, have a great day. Woo! So for you guys who don't know, we've got a dynasty league with the dog pack community on, on Patreon and Ian Swifty, that's Brad moneymaker. Um, he's uh, in the league and he's kind of taken it upon himself to be our league wide reporter. He reports on all the trades that get made. He reports on all this stuff. So that I heard that voicemail and it just cracked me up. Oh man. That was, that was very epic. Yeah. Pastor Rob just said, Brad is nuts. Yeah. I, was, I got nervous. He was going to, you know, say I was being quiet or something. I didn't know I was going to defend myself on this one. Oh. Um, let's see here. Oh, that's one thing we could talk about. Are we signing anyone to replace Jacob Phillips? Because, mm. uh, yeah, Darius Jones just kind of reminded me about that. I wanted to bring that up. Well, like I, I said, we've got these UDFAs, these these younger yeah. guys that are, you know, they're. Not, I don't want to rule them out, you know, because I, I think that the guys that Andrew Barry is just like, I don't know. He's he's got a knack for this. Yeah. He's really got a knack for finding talent kind of hidden in and, the draft. And who knows? Like, I think obviously our starters are probably you would think JOK, Taki Taki, and Walker, right? If if they're going to do three linebackers, so the rest of the guys are just going to be. I, I would consider Jacob Phillips would have been a rotational piece at some point in the season, right? And you know, just getting guys a breather. 
can't Tony Fields handle that? I mean, I, I still think there's enough depth where we shouldn't panic about a guy that we haven't had for three or four years no, now. I'm not panicking. Well, no, I'm not. You know what I mean, though. To be yeah, honest, you shouldn't have to rush out. And I get forgot a guy. about Tony Fields. Thank you for bringing no up problem. his name. Did no he problem. look okay last night again? I don't even know if he played, man. I don't remember. He's, it says he played 30 snaps. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I don't remember. We spent 30 snaps walking from Section 512 to the. <laughs> cars so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, here i don't he wasn't a lock to make the team anyways so i don't think yeah, you gotta, yeah. i don't think you have Who's to make that? it phillips. phillips so i don't think you have to sign somebody to replace a guy you don't even know if you were going to keep on the team anyways that's a good point um pastor rob says feels looks good last night uh dion says are we carrying three or four tight ends miller forced all look nice i know but i was talking to a guy last night one of my did, buddies he said he thinks harrison bryant might be the thing is, Fringy. I think I think if we're going to go more of this like vertical offense, more wide receiver, Harrison heavy, Bryant could. I think that it's going to be a three tight end on the roster, not For, four. And I think you know, you, I, you know, the Joku, Atkins, and Bryant are are locks. locks. Yeah. that's uh, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> this uh, Phil, uh, Phillips was three fourths the way out the door. Yeah, this actually just kept him on an NFL roster a year longer, like, yeah, more sure. guaranteed. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, um, uh, can we talk about that? Juan Thornhill looked la- looked lackluster, missing tackles. Uh, he only missed like what one? I think it was two. Was it two? I'll pull it up. I thought it was two, but the one but. I swear he's going for a strip. It was third and thirty, and he was the first one to the ball. Um. But yeah, it says he missed two. So I mean, it's the one was frustrating. The one yeah. it was like on the third down, he yep. came up and hit the guy, and he just fell off of him, and he ran for first. Uh, Preston says, "I think Harrison Bryant might be going through something because he's been out with a non-football related injury." I think Ugh, I didn't even know that. Hmm. Man, I was going to say one thing that I mean, like looking at the the in-depth PFF stats. I always like doing this because they've got they just track a lot of things that you don't even think about, but they've got like the one stat that's defensive stop. So it's anything that they consider a failure for the offense. Tony Fields led the team. He had three of those plays and Cameron Mitchell, the he, sixth yeah. round was he sixth oh, round, right? He Rookie? popped off a little bit. Says he had two. Yeah. Um, and then JOK had two and then it just kind of goes down the list. But the, I'm excited that we keep getting these cornerbacks too. Mm-hmm. You know that kid looks good. That Cameron Mitchell kid, yeah. he looked exciting last night. The uh, the chat thinks that there's a good that Forstall is in a battle with Bryant for that third spot. Do you think there's any chance, mm. any world in which we would cut Harrison Bryant? I literally, I, a guy I was talking to at the game last night. Some one of my friends was that's he brought it up. He's like, I think he's legitimately in danger of losing the roster spot, and I was like, man. Forstall did look good. Yeah, so even would, the other kid. The what's the other guy's name? Uh, it, he's got a super long name. I want to say he's like the fourth or fifth tight end. Uh, Mitchell couple, Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a really, really nice. Zaire catch. Mitchell Payton. Yeah. <sighs> I did, I don't know. I mean, the front of this front office has shown a hesitancy to yeah to well, cutting guys they drafted and. Harrison Bryant was won the award for what best tight end in college football what two years ago three years ago mm-hmm. and we're about to go to a more wide open offense it's it's hard to imagine where they would cut him and the thing is with with tight ends I mean I know we're talking about these guys making catches in preseason games but there's so much more to tight end like mm-hmm. how are they blocking on the, can they block yeah. like how are they being utilized what's their role in the offense because I feel like Jordan Aikens was brought in to kind of fill in a pass catching role whenever they need Njoku yeah. to block because he's good at it. Yeah. And Watson recruited him. And there's, right. there's, you know, 
there's chemistry there yeah. between those two. It'll the we we talked about this on a a past episode. The Browns when they they cut the roster down to fifty three, they're going to cut good football players. Yes, yes, yep. There's gonna there are teams. Um, around the league who probably aren't as good, at least on paper wise as the Browns that are watching the Browns come cut day, because I've, I feel like we're going to cut some guys that aren't going to be free long. They're going to be on another team the next day. Yep. Uh, because we're, when you put this much talent, you can't, you can only keep 53. Uh, Brian moves like his uh, joints are welded together. <laughs> uh, he, the thing is, he, he said he'd rather risk it on somebody with athletic upside. He's supposed to be very athletic. Yeah. That was his. That was the the tag on him. Yeah, he had it. I mean, in college, Ooh. he was like a great, great receiving tight end. And the thing is, he didn't look horrible as a rookie either. Like he had some plays. He scored some touchdowns. It's just, you know, we talk about the tight end position a lot. It just that position takes a few years for guys to really get acclimated to the league. And I mean, this is what year four, right? For Bryant going into year four. People wanted to run in Joker right. out of here. Yeah, that's true. And look at him now. I think Njoku's going to to have a very good season. That's a perfect example of how how it does take, especially like these athletic, you know, playmaking tight ends. It takes them a while to really get going because yep. he's in year six something. He's five, getting up there six. now. Um, I know we're talking. I know we're talking about uh, last night's game, and it's we're, we're at the hour, which we're going to keep it an hour. But let's go about five or ten more minutes here, okay? And because I'm sure a lot of these people in the chat, we've we've talked a lot about the game. Let's talk about this Johnny documentary. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Have you watched it? I didn't watch it yet. I I've watched not it watched twice. It yet. <sighs> what are you guys doing? Are we waiting? I've heard no, enough about, about it. Let's do it. No, let's, let's talk. Dive I, in. I didn't watch it, but I will. It's oh, on it's my fantastic. list. So, so uh, chat, have you guys watched this, this Johnny documentary? Um, so I watched this. So first of all, there wasn't a bigger Johnny football fan. Like I freaking loved that guy when he was in college. I this, when he I hated Alabama, mm -hmm. and he went into Alabama and beat him. Yep. Um, I I freaking loved Johnny football. And when the Browns, I he was the first jersey I ever bought. <laughs> the only other jersey I ever bought was a throwback Jim Brown jersey. I still haven't bought another jersey. Um, he's like one of my favorite college players ever. I I loved his everything about him yeah. uh but it, it, it almost made me feel bad for the guy really yeah <sighs> i don't know justin's not too sure you know what so I, there's going to be people that haven't watched this yet and i i talked about it with a couple of people there were like you're so the cup first couple moments of it, he's talking about all the things like mentally that he went through and like all of the like He's relying on drugs and stuff like that. And then they flash to the president and he's in his backyard just hanging out with his boys, still doing the same shit it felt like. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> but it is, uh, it's a crazy, crazy doc. I do, I know what you're saying because you can tell that mentally well, here's he was deal. dealing with other things. He said he's been diagnosed as bipolar yeah. now. Okay, so that definitely doesn't help. Um, but here, here's the thing is, one, I, I, to this day, obviously he has issues. I think he's 10 years too early. If, if he played in college today, he'd be millionaire oh. in, in college. Yep. Um, he, he was having to sell autographs for 30 grand. <laughs> he was a millionaire in college okay. anyway. <laughs> he, he's selling autographs for 30. No, I mean, think about it. He, yeah. he said he was selling his autographs for 30 grand a month, and he did it for a bunch of months in a row. Mm. So he'd have, I mean, even after four months, he's only made 120 grand. If right. he played today, this dude would have had million dollar nil deals oh for sure yeah. easy it's true. okay um so the dude and, and if, if you look at it i thought cliff kingsbury came off super bad 
Yeah, he kind of just like, let him. He knew that there was issues, these, and they just let him. All these thing. people knew he was having issues, and the, they were making money off of him yep. and looking good off of him, and they just wrote him, and they didn't, and they all went off to their promising careers and let yep. him just crash and burn. And they knew the direction it was going, yes, because they all admitted they're like, we knew he was that kind of guy. We weren't about to. That was his his thing. We knew what he was doing the night before, and it never affected him in the game, and we looked good coming out. Yep, of it. I thought uh, I thought Cliff Kingsbury seemed like very like not like a good dude in that to me that was the impression i got um it's kind of the impression i've always gotten about him <laughs> um he clearly needed help and no they, nobody wanted, there was no help to be given to him yeah okay i also think obviously the drugs are an issue and the partying mm-hmm. was an issue but i th- also think that if he gets drafted in today's nfl he would have been way more likely to be successful the nfl game has changed so much um compared to when he came in it was still like a pro style offense under center i mean he if kyler murray can play in the nfl today johnny football could have played in the nfl today Uh you know what i mean um so i just think he's 10 years too early he's literally ahead of his time uh clearly and then obviously you can you can only try to help the guy so much at some point he's got to try to help help yourself yep but also at the same time, like, like you rode him into that position, like yeah. do what, like get the guy some help. Well, and like how- he's clear, like he's he's. We find out he's bipolar. Yeah. Um, we find out, uh, you know, these people just. I mean, Texas A and M literally built a new stadium because of the guy. Yeah. You know that yeah. they were making millions and millions and I mean hundreds of millions of dollars. Adidas couldn't keep the number two Texas A and M jersey in stock. Yep. And he saw not a penny of it. Yeah, that is that is great. Yeah, I think the NIL thing is awesome. I I've been in support of that. I think they need to regulate it somehow because it's it's getting away. People should be allowed to make money off their name, image, and likeness. It's not supposed to be used as a recruiting as a recruiting <laughs> right. tool. Yeah. Which you know, is. Ohio State can just get their donors to put in a huge NIL thing, and they're calling it. And no, you're no, just literally paying money. for him to come yeah. here. That's not what it was designed for. No, so I, I agree, but there's a lot of people that made their schools a lot of money, and then they didn't get drafted or didn't make, or they got hurt their rookie year and didn't get any money. Sure. But they made their school millions and they never saw anything from it. I just so I think it's cool that that you can make money in college now. Yeah, but I obviously he had some issues and he needed to take some responsibility. Um but at the same time I feel like a lot of people failed that dude. Like a lot of people. Uh, people that were supposed to be trusted to yeah. make sure that he did okay. Mm-hmm. And they just, they didn't care that he was spiraling because they were making money off of him. I even think that they even almost overprotected him to the point where he was like comfortable and everything. He knew that every time he got past an obstacle that should have derailed his career, he was just like, I'm going a little bit further down this road. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my favorite part of it is his agents talking about Cleveland's uh I can't remember if it was their GM or who it was, and they called, and they're like, he's watched 0.00 hours of tape <laughs> on his iPad. Like, what? And the, the agent's like, my God. And he's like, he's got to at least have something. He's turned the thing on. <laughs> and they went, they flashed to Johnny, and he's just like, zero. I didn't. <laughs> which, said, it's oh wild. It's absolutely wild. He the whole said, thing's nuts. By that point, he didn't even want to play football yeah. anymore. He was just. He's checked he out. Was, you could tell. He was essentially self-destructing on purpose to get out. Yep. So, yep. um, and I don't think he's like, it's not a redemption story yet because I think he's still kind of effed up. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's back to where he needs to be. Yet. Well, um, and the one thing that you guys now, like I said, I haven't watched yet and I really want to, I was planning on it. Yeah, it's um, excellent. But that you guys have talked about like the coaches and the people in his life. Those are like 
very crucial developmental years, especially for a guy who's like in that sort of spotlight mm-hmm. on that level of athletics and college football, you know, to enable him to, to be this way and not try to help him correct him, make him the best version of himself that he can be. It's like they did fail. Well, and, I mean, and, based on what you guys are telling me here. Well, and here's the deal too. He, let's not forget. He won the Heisman as a true freshman. Yeah. So this kid's like 18, just 19. barely 18. Yeah. And, and he can't go anywhere without being mobbed that Texas A&M should have had like a, a person for him mm-hmm. to like, you know what I mean? And he said it was yeah. his best friend who they were just living in the moment. <laughs> yeah. that, when you guys watch this and they started explaining like just the, these two, how they like those two years in uh, Texas A&M is, it's wild. The whole story is crazy to me. And, and I mean, Texas A&M might end up, might, I feel like they put a little fire on him cause they're like, yeah, he was absolutely just doing everything. Well, the thing is, none of those people are there anymore. That's fair, yeah. True. <laughs> Cliff, can, I don't know, any of them. They're all out. Yeah, so. Uh, it says, Kingsbury didn't carry his hungover for the game because they was in the thick of the SEC race. Yes. He, exactly. said he, he said it. He's like, he played better when he was, he had no clue what was going on. Exactly. Like, it, it <laughs> just, gosh. if maybe one time they would have punished him. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? It could have been different. So I don't know. Again, I'm not absolving him from all responsibility in the situation, but he was a kid. There's mm-hmm. a lot of adults around yep. making money off of a kid that just didn't care what happened. They just tossed him to the side. Yep. Uh, I disagree with all everything Dion's saying right now. Dion's <laughs> a big <opponent. laughs> Texas a ran four plays with a lot of motion. Mike Evans should have won the Heisman instead of Johnny. I disagree. Watch, go watch him play. He was electric. He was electric. I mean, those two were very good together. Yeah. Was Mike Evans on the team the year before Johnny played? No, he played. I thought he played with him. Yeah, I know he did. Yeah. But was he there? Oh, he was, the, was he, where was he is the year before? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the whole timeline with those guys. Yeah. So, well, we said we were going to keep this in an hour, and we were going to talk about yesterday's game, but I wanted to talk about the doc because yes. – no, that was fun. I'm glad we did. Uh, you guys got to watch it. Um, so we're going to, I know we're going to end this thing now. We got all these people watching. We're going to make, we got to let you guys go. It's Saturday to go home and I don't have it is to Saturday, eat, apparently, mm. uh, obviously, but I want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys spending your Saturday evening with us. Yeah. I love uh, you guys. Yep, yep. Interrupting your dinner, jumping on with us uh, right in the middle of a Saturday evening. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, oh, here come the bots. <laughs> oh, man. Um, again, uh, go Browns. I think it's been a really good preseason so far. It'll be uh, interesting to see what happens this week with the joint practices with the Eagles. Uh, can't wait for next week's game. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, once we post this as a video of, you know, let us know what you thought, thought of the Johnny Doc, And then just overall, who are some standouts for you from the preseason so far? Who are you guys high on? Who are you guys low on? Um, just let us know your thoughts. Again, if you want to play fantasy football with us, yes. join the dogs.com. Uh, so you can jump on a fantasy league. We there's a few spots open. So make don't wait. Make sure you get in there so you guys can uh, so you can play fantasy football with us. And if you want to get your voicemails on the show, uh, join or thedogspodcast.com. Just tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Uh, once again, thank you guys for being here. And uh, until we see you guys sometime this week, uh, have a good week. <laughs> and go Browns. Go Browns. Yeah, go Browns. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.